The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. I find this scientifically fascinating. You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the great robot wars. Anteater Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in 3, 2, 1. We are back. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. And standing by to join me is Senior Food Editor for New Hope Network, Jenna Blumenfeld. And uh, she writes about the food and beverage trends, evolving GMO conversation, ethical ingredient sourcing, and food sustainability for natural foods merchandiser and delicious living. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Jenna Blumenfeld. Hi, good morning. Hi. I'm so glad to have you on because I'm going to be attending the uh, the Expo West, and I love the event. It's amazing. So I thought maybe you could just do a little preview, if you will, of some of the trends, what's happening, how how the event has grown. Yes, absolutely. Um, so Expo West is such an exciting time because it's really the epicenter of the natural industry. Mm-hmm. So over 3,000 companies will be exhibiting um, wow. this year, and um, it's supposed to, supposed to be the biggest year ever. Um, New Hope is expecting over 70,000 people to attend the show, so it Whoa. should be really fun. That's great. Now, what are some things that have really you know taken off? I know I go and I'm getting emails from people like, you know, kale chips and this and that. And what are some things you're seeing now in 2016? Yeah, definitely. So the way we talk about trends at New Hope is kind of to group them under what we call macro forces. So these are overarching trends and deep consumer values and brand values that kind of drive what types of new products we'll see at Expo. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the first macro trends is I'd like to mention is this idea of ancient wisdom. So this mm. is about the value of eating foods that were available kind of before foods were readily processed. Mm-hmm. So one example is probiotics and we're seeing those through fermented foods and yes. also through foods that have these added probiotics in them. So a great example of this is a company called Farmhouse Culture. They're coming out with a gut shot, and it's actually a bottle of kind of this leftover juice that they have after fermenting sauerkraut or... um, Like kimchi? Yeah, or kimchi. And Mm -hmm. so you're kind of supposed to take these little gut shots. Um, So gut health is going to be huge. Um, Also... Brands are increasingly focused on having transparency. So more than ever, consumers want to know not just what they're eating, but where it came from and who grew it and what were the sourcing practices. Um, So while it's apparent in foods that have, you know, grains and meat and produce, Mm -hmm. 
we're really going to see this in companies that have seafood as a part of them. Oh, that's um, Seafood kind of historically is an industry that has had some issues with transparency, and so brands are rising um, to the that's challenge true. of having traceable seafood. Sure. So, uh, a great example. It's a new company. It's called Salty Girl Seafood. I love the name. <laughs> um, but they actually provide a tracking code on the back of each product. And um, so you can enter that code into their website. And you can, A, find out what species of fish you're eating, That's but also great. where it came from and maybe perhaps the name of the fisherman and the name of the boat. So you're kidding. Uh, transparency is going to be huge across all categories. I love that idea. Yeah. I, do you do you ever watch Portlandia? Yes, oh, I do. Do you watch? You know that episode where they're sitting in the restaurant and they start asking the waitress, "So, where does this um, chicken come from? What kind of farm?" <laughs> and then they actually go to the farm. Yes. <laughs> but, but this is yeah. It's kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. Except you know more. I, I mean. Restaurants have been doing this kind of stuff for years, right. and now it's great to see um, packaged products, packaged mm-hmm. foods, um, kind of coming in here and doing and doing something similar. I think it's great because people really, especially when it comes to fish, they do want to know where it's coming from and what they're eating. Yeah, and I mean, there's some study I read a while ago, and it's something like a crazy percentage of fish that we eat mm-hmm. um, in restaurants, grocery stores. Um, you know, retailers, whatever, it's actually mislabeled. The species isn't the right species. Oh. And so I, I think that's because um, the seafood industry typically has a long supply chain, so it's kind of hard to right. um, yes. find out what you're actually eating. Oh. So it's cool that brands are doing that. It's, um, it's a very interesting expo. Now, it's not open to the public. Right, yep. And, and what else um, can you tell me about it? Yeah, so it's open. uh, I believe this is going to be its 36th year, if you Mm -hmm. can believe this. It's grown tremendously. Um, A lot of this growth is driven by small, newer entrepreneurial companies. Um, We've had to grow out of the space, actually, so there will be um, brands exhibiting uh, in the Hilton next door. Um, and I believe there will be about 650 new companies. So that's where you see a lot of the innovation happening, um, and it's really exciting. I mean, these pe- people who have small companies, I mean, it's a hard business. So sure everyone is. is just so passionate right. about what they do, and usually um, brand founders have gotten into it because of you know a really meaningful experience that they've had in their lives. It's interesting. Last year, I got to go to a lecture with Dr. David Perlmutter, and then I had him on my show. And the the whole thing of gut health was fairly new to me. I take probiotics, and I eat very, very healthy. But it's um, when you start opening up your mind to these these whole concepts, it's amazing what you can learn. And then you 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 know go to this expo and you see all these products. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, you know, mentioned before, but there are kind of two ways of looking at mm-hmm. gut health as a whole. Um, there are a lot of products um, that are adding a probiotic in to the to their product formulation. So these range from, you know, baking mixes to protein powders to wow. bars. I Items that typically don't have probiotics, but we still eat a lot. Yes. And then there's kind of the other way of having, you know, naturally fermented foods. This is like, yeah, the kimchi, the sauerkraut, the kombucha, um, sometimes like cultured cheeses can have have a little bit of that going on too. Okay. Yogurts are huge. Oh, really? Yogurts with, um, with what, probiotic? 
Well, yogurts actually are, it's they a cultured are. product, yes. so they, they naturally have just probiotics in them. It's kind mm-hmm. of how you make yogurt. Um, and, yeah, I mean, some brands are adding, adding even more probiotics That's to great. yogurt, too. My daughter started making kimchi. She made it a couple times. Um, I think the first time it was like an inferno. I couldn't really eat it. <laughs> um, but it's amazing. She looks up online different videos about um, fermented foods, and off she goes into the kitchen. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, you know, that's like, um, I feel like the DIY, like do-it-yourself in your Mm -hmm. kitchen movement, that's definitely big, too. Um, And I think that's kind of about uh, consumers want to take control of their health and what they're eating because you you hear all these stories about, like, oh, this big company that I trusted before and I didn't know that they had this weird ingredient in it and this much sugar, and so it's kind of, I think that's a lot about controlling yes. um, what you eat. And I do want to say I'm a firm believer in, you know, if something's wrong with you, I don't just reach for, you know, let's say Advil. I try to figure out, okay, well, what did I eat? What what did I drink? Uh, what could I do differently? And usually there's an answer, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Could you tell me about, you um, have a series called Unboxed, hosted on newhope.com. What's that about? I do. So um, my role at New Hope is a senior food editor, and so I write a lot about new natural products and kind of the trends around them. So Mm -hmm. what's resonating with consumers and what are brands doing that's new and really exciting that can push the industry forward? And so I started Unboxed because I was getting a lot of product samples, and I didn't have um, an outlet to review all these samples. I mean, so much. My my desk is just (laughs) out of control. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, so, you I photograph these and I try them. I get input from other editors. Do you like that? I really Mm -hmm. examine the ingredient list. Yes. And um, yeah, I've been doing that for over a year now. And I've reviewed a lot of a lot of products, both foods and beverages. And it's it's really neat, a neat way to see, um, I I guess, just how food is evolving over the past year and and what's what's exciting in, in this industry. It's very interesting, too, because I remember years ago, my daughter was really sick, but I, I found out, like, at school, she was snacking on this and that and, and not eating her lunch, let's say. And, mm. and then when you stop and you start integrating healthier snack items or real food, uh, it, it just changed everything. Yeah, and I think that's part of the why the natural industry is growing and is so is getting so big. It's because everyone wants to feel healthy, everyone wants to feel better, mm-hmm. and now that you know the tastiness of food is kind of catching up, right. um, that's it's kind of a no brainer to eat the, these natural foods because I mean, what's the downside? It's like. Yes. The price point is getting better. Um, you know, you're you're just feeling better and yes. you're healthier. And so, um, yeah, I just think it's going to continue to grow. Are there some uh, products that will really hit home with some consumers this year or some new things that you would suggest? Yeah, definitely. So these are still really new because um, they're being exhibited at the show. Okay. But um, there are some brands who are... I I guess the overarching macro force that we call it is the feed me. Um, So it's all about how we have a rapidly growing global population. And this prospect of feeding so many people is is pretty daunting. So um, some brands are kind of stepping up to the plate. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it in a 
in a couple different ways. So one great example is Epic, um, Epic Provisions. They okay. came out with um, like a meat bar, uh, a, a nutrition bar oh, that had yes. meat in it. Yes, lamb. Um, I think it was a while lamb. Ago. Yeah, lamb, yeah. bison, beef. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're passionate about following uh, a set of values that um, uses every part of this animal. So it's called the idea of nose-to-tail sourcing is what we call it. And chefs have been using this for a while because mm-hmm. it's a, you know, a cheaper way to use all of, all of the animal. But it also just um, gives more respect to that animal's life, I think. So they're coming out with a new product. It's a, it's a bone broth which oh, yeah. is really big in the paleo community. Is, Very big. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, it has a nice, beautiful packaging. I think that's just going to grow and really resonate. And also um, another product that I'm so excited about what is, is um, a vegan butter, oh. and it's made with coconut oil and um, cashews, and it also has cultures in it. So it, it's great. a clean vegan butter that actually tastes delicious, and that's by Mayoko's Kitchen. So everyone is Mayoko's Kitchen. pretty obsessed that with that. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, it, there's so much to see at the expo. I mean, it's like you, you can be overwhelmed. I guess there's an app, too, on the website? Yes, we do have an app, and you can put your booth, um, your show badge number mm-hmm. in it, and it's great. I mean, you can see your schedule in there. You can find all the booths that you want. Right. Um, yeah, I definitely... Um, I think if anyone is attending, they should download that app, and it can just make the show so much more manageable. Now, it's interesting because a lot of people don't know the whole GMO conversation. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, where to begin? Um, I know. (laughs) So GMOs, genetically modified organisms, Mm -hmm. um, they're in about 80% of the packaged foods um, that we eat. That's an old set, so I don't know if that's still relevant, but, um, yeah, a lot of people just either don't want them in their foods or they want them labeled because currently they're not required to be labeled by by the um, government. So um, there's a non-profit. Excuse me, Jenna. Excuse me. sorry. I have a question. In In Europe, are they labeled? They're labeled in Europe. They're actually labeled in over 60 countries. Why not here? The United States is is not one of them. Do you know why? Well, um, I would say that it's uh, a lot of it is just the corn, soy industry. Um, they yeah. don't want them labeled because yeah. it, they Money. fear that it has a negative connotation when you see on the back of the package made with genetically yes. engineered ingredients. And so there's, um, you know, a lot of companies are getting the non-GMO project verification, which is a right. seal. Yes. But what a lot of people... Um, I think this is a growing education, but USDA organic doesn't allow GMO crops in there mm-hmm. either. So if it's USDA organic or a non-GMO project verified, okay. it's it's going to be free of GMOs. If it doesn't have that, um, those third-party certifications, then it, it may have um, GMOs in it if it's made with, you know, soy, corn, canola. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I've, I've listened to fire trucks in the background sometimes, so it's, it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> it's a little loud in my office. It's all right. But. It's all right. And what about food sustainability for people that are new to this as well? 
Yeah, I mean, that's a huge issue, um, mm-hmm. especially at the show. Um, there's going to be a lot more organic mm-hmm. certifications. Um, I'm not sure of the stat, but um, just, I mean, the foundation of the natural industry was that people were tired of eating foods that were made with uh, pesticides or um, meat that was fed GMO corn or soy or, um, you know, meat that had all these antibiotics in it. And so I think most brands, you need to have some kind of sustainability story. And that's not the exception anymore. It's um, almost implied that, you know, if you're a natural brand, it shouldn't just be what's in the food. It's also what are you doing to make this a better world mm-hmm. um yes and we're seeing that a lot in oh you know palm oil mm-hmm. um palm oil is in a lot of products especially now that um trans fats cannot be and this is more in the conventional space but palm oil is basically a stable um fat so oh. it provides um you know t- good texture to things like vegan butters and that I kind see. of stuff okay um and so Palm oil is a big issue in terms of sustainability because in order to grow it, it needs to be on a plantation style. And because it's growing so fast, there are a lot of um, deforestation issues with that. So Mm -hmm. just finding ways to have sustainable palm oil is um, a big issue. And I think consumers are asking for that if they see palm oil in the ingredient list. I mean, they'll ask the company, is this sustainable or not? and that's still a big issue, yeah. I think. But, um, yeah. You must really love what you do. I mean, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but it just shows because you must have, I don't know what your background was before this position, but it sounds like you're just constantly learning and experiencing new things because of the the industry evolves. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my gosh. It's so fun. Um, I'm really passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've always been into food. Um and, you know, health, essentially. Um, So just combining those two things are great. And I think what makes me tick and make me excited to write about, you know, food um, every day, basically, is that just brands are doing these amazing, smart things to to really change the dial. And and Expo West, there's like this palpable energy that is is kind of happening there. so it's it's really busy. It's really stressful getting ready for it. But once you're there, you're like, okay, this is like where everything happens. Well, it's, it's great, too, for people with food allergies. Let's say you can't have dairy. Uh, is it Daya or Daya? How do you pronounce that one? Ooh, that's a good one. Isn't it? I gotcha. Um, I've always pronounced it Daya. <laughs> but, um, I think last year they were saying, have a good Daya. So we'll, yeah, I guess we'll go with I that. Right. But they, they put on an amazing exhibit. It's so impressive. I mean, people walk around with platters of things. But for people that can't have dairy, there's, you know, there's a lot of different solutions for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's not just with dairy either. It's with um, gluten-free. Yes. A new stat. Okay, so a new stat I got... Um, that's a $25 billion um, in sales. So Whoa. that's huge. And yes. it's probably even bigger than that. But these are yeah. products that have a gluten-free claim on them. Mm-hmm. And even like 10 years ago, you couldn't find, you couldn't find gluten-free products that tasted good. They were right. just made with rice and yes. Yes. that's it. But now like, you know, gluten-free pretzels, Quinn, Quinn is coming out with a gluten-free pretzel that actually has... Um, First they did popcorn, Quinn popcorn, um, oh which gosh. was a really clean snack, and then they yeah. just branched out into the pretzel aisle or category. 
Um, but they, they're incorporating ancient grains in there, so it's going to be a little bit more healthy um, than your typical wheat-based pretzel. That's great. So, some exciting re- stuff. It is really <laughs> exciting. And it's, um, I don't know if you've always eaten healthy, but what happens is you end up trying all these new things you never thought you would try, and you like them. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the taste factor is just going so, it's it's really increasing. Yes. Um, and what's what's interesting is that, so, you know, like in the 90s, um, kind of late 80s, there was kind of this fear of fat. Mm-hmm. You know, everything was low fat. Um, and, you know, it was kind of this idea that eating fat makes you fat. I know. Um, <laughs> and now that's totally doing a 180. I mean, Avocado oil is huge. Coconut oil is huge. Um, mm-hmm. Just oh. having fat in your diet is is really important now. And so, incorporating I, the, these type of fats um, into products are actually making them taste better. Because I mean, humans have a palate for fats. I mean, whoever um, excuse me, whoever would have thought? I was out with my friend the other day, and they offered avocado in her smoothie, and it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> And I, you yeah, know, and before it was, a, you know, it was like, don't eat avocados. That has so many calories in it. But, but it's all about, like, the quality of those calories, right. um, not necessarily, like, the quantity of them. Yes, yes. So where can people find out more about you and any other things you have going on? Obviously, the expo. Totally. So I encourage everyone to go to newhope.com. Mm-hmm. That's where we have so much content on not only new products and new trends, but also just how to have, you know, a less stressful expo, mm-hmm. um, where to have, um, you know, what, what your schedule is going to be like yeah. and what to yeah. see, what not to miss out on. We'll have um, updates from the show floor um, on newhope.com. Okay. And also go to um, the Natural Products Expo West website where you can find a more detailed itinerary of all of the events and who's going and oh, um, what they're going to be doing and who's going to be there. So, And one of the reasons I had you on is because the theme of the show is Get the Funk Out. And one of the biggest issues for me has sometimes if I'm in a funky mood, it could be what I've eaten. And I know that doesn't make you feel great, obviously, when you eat well or you're trying new things or, you know, it makes you feel good. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know? um, I, I support that completely. So, well, yeah, just have a, a nice kale smoothie or, you know, even something better and delicious than that. And, <laughs> yeah, you're going to it's going to cure what ails you for sure. Sounds good. And can you just throw out your website one more time? Yep, so it is newhope.com, and um, yeah, it just has a lot of great content about the natural products industry. And then just look for your series, Unbox, too, if they want to find you. Yes, and that's almost, um, I would say it's a bi-weekly article. Okay, good. Well, and you're so busy right now, so... (laughs) <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, the days leading up to the show are, are pretty crazy, well, but, um, but exciting. I, I, I want to thank you because I know you are really busy, so I was really surprised we got this together for this morning. So <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, maybe I could meet you sometime while I'm there. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thanks, <laughs> thanks so much, Jenna. All right, thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. That was Jenna Blumenfeld, and uh, she is senior food editor for New Hope Network, and she was discussing all kinds of great things, talking about the upcoming Health Expo coming this week. And if you missed any part of it, it will be up on my blog uh, within a few hours after I wrap. 
which the blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. So if you'd like to find out about being a guest in the show, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at KUCI.org. And up next, Sheldon Abbott is standing by with Cure for the Blues. Have a great week, everybody, and I'll be back next week.